on, come on, come on! Somebody! Anybody! He's coming. He's coming! You have to let me in. You you don't know what he'll do! He hasn't even had his Scooby Snack yet! Hey, hey, hey! Everyone part like the Red Sea! It's me, Shizzy McCreepy, and my brother, S.D. McCrawley! Please, you don't have much time! We need to find him! Scooby-Doo! Where are you? Alright gang, it looks like we've got ourselves a real mystery on our hands as we go on to this week's episode of the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast! Ladies, gentlemen, ladies, gentlemen, my fictional friends, this is the professional wrestling podcast that where I, or if, or whatever I was trying to say, pitches to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane on this very special Halloween edition! because I planned to release it a day earlier, but uh, in case you don't follow me on social media, it'd be quite useful to know, I was sick! <laughs> a few days ago, I got a really bad like cold and flu where I, I couldn't really talk for most of the days. I couldn't really work out or do anything that I usually do. It was quite bad. <laughs> it sucked. And by hook or by crook, I found myself a lucky little baby face comeback and I'm able to record just in time for the Halloween episode where we're talking about the most dangerous man in all of Halloween in all of October. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Shaggy, who through 0.1% of his power has spared me to talk about him and book him in a professional wrestling storyline because, ah, who, who wouldn't want to book Shaggy? I mean, he is the ever-present overlord of our masters and our overlords. He's, he's the man that pays rent and rules the banks. He's the, he's the true emperor of the universe. And, you know, in a time like Halloween where everybody is, you know, trying to dress up as the scariest thing or maybe even the most, you know, derogatory thing, it's always good to remember that there is always someone more dangerous and more terrifying than the sacred lord that is Shaggy. So that is the point of this week's episode of Wrestling With Fiction. If you're expecting to see a high quality booking where we book underdog Shaggy to be the world-changing beater, unfortunately that's not the case with Shaggy. Shaggy has always been powerful and graceful and strong. You know, he did really help Scooby-Doo to win a WWE Championship, so yeah, expect nothing but the best from Shaggy on this week's episode of Wrestling With Fiction, the most powerful character in all of Wrestling With Fiction history. There's no question. He'd even beat the giraffe on the logo of this podcast. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, with my throat surprisingly recovered through the power of Shaggy's incredibly warm and bright green shirt, let's talk about how Shaggy can dominate the wrestling business in about three minutes. So, so to recap the ancient shaggistries of history and modern man, Shaggy originated and blessed us with his presence in 1969 as part of the inaugural Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, having shared the spotlight with several of his close mortal men, Velma, Daphne, Freddy, and of course, Scooby-Doo. He would eventually hide his power level and various other skills among himself to help capitalize on the spotlight of the mortal men, showing that he was a common identifiable man to the common man, showing his love and praise of the entire world. Shaggy would go on to have various and countless adventures slaying demons, ghosts, dragons, crab beings, and various other terrifying foes in order to entertain us the common man. 
Several Shag historians have uncovered the ancient tapestries of Shaggy, inferring that whilst our knowledge of Shaggy has occurred for over five decades, he's been living since the early millennia. Shaggy has hit his power level so much, he is able to fully access Ultra Instinct at a moment's notice. Whilst he hides his power level to the modern man and even the ghosts himself, he simply does so to show his iconic Chad energy. Only showing his power level when it is necessary, as in the iconic Scooby-Doo 2 Mystery Incorporated where he spreads and shows his physical form in live-action framing. In doing so, he also showcases his vast strength and muscles acquired through years and years of countless ghost-busting and training, with such gamma radiation blasting off onto Scooby-Doo, giving himself a over 700 IQ frame. Whilst his ability to limit his powers is unknown, we can only really infer that he's able to limit it through the vast consumption of Scooby Snacks, repressing his powers to otherwise praise and power up his fellow allies. While Shaggy does not elicit power immediately, when the time comes and when the desires are met, Shaggy will do anything to help and save himself and his friends. Whilst we can go over potential movesets for Shaggy, unfortunately, there have been none that can really be truly comprehensible due to the incredible repression and restraint exuded by Shaggy on a 24-7 basis. Whilst Shaggy is indeed one of the most powerful beings in the world, we can only really infer the true power and magnitude even in a measly fantasy booking. Because with Shaggy, nothing is a fantasy. Because he wills everything into reality. Shaggy is the power, he is the myth, he is the legend, he is your future, your past, and your reality. That is Shaggy. Which is why we can only go on to our really good and simple guess for what the heck Shaggy can do in the little segment I like to call the tagline, which... For those of you unaware what the hacking's a tagline is in wrestling with fiction terms, it's basically my summary of what I plan to do with Shaggy based off the brief history that we have uncovered through this incredibly insightful talk about the history of Shaggy Rogers. So think of it like a summary that you would see on Netflix, on Crunchyroll, or even when you're scrolling through Netflix and you're going through Escape from the Undertaker, which I will continually say is a absolute banger of a movie, okay? It's got great stuff with Kofi, it's got great stuff with Undertaker, all underplayed by the powers and strength of Shaggy, who for 0.0000000005% of his power, he blessed into our existence. So without further ado, fictional friends, Shaggy, please, bless me, restrict the Scooby Snacks, and allow me to cue the music, future me! Yoinks! So as fellow Shagolites and followers of Shaggy, we are aware that his powers and abilities are certainly unlimited. So, all we can really do in this headcanon, or sorry, my mistake, not headcanon, facts that Shaggy restricts his power for all his random things because he's fucking Shaggy, means that we've got a lot to play with. The why does he hold it in? Could he hold it in for longer? And would he just snap at some point? Possibly what could lead him to snap? Now we've seen what he could do with just a 0.01% of his power, but what could he do if applied to a professional wrestling ring? Which is why the tagline for this week is, ladies and gentlemen, no longer restricted by the powers of television, a man Fueled by Scooby Snacks, with an aura of a god, finds himself going beyond, going ultra instinct. Very basic, very simple, and pretty much just summarizes Shaggy, the icon of pop culture. 
So, rather than keep you all wondering, what are we going to do with Shaggy? What do we do? None of us can really know what Shaggy does. Nobody can. His actions are beyond the mortal comprehension of what humans can do. Because Shaggy is more than just a human being. He's more than just a god. He's... He's life itself. The way that he eats the pizzas, the way that he runs away from threats, and the way that he looks over to you when, you know, you feel down. He's what would happen if every face of every professional wrestling company fusion danced and then had their powers decreased and devalued by the various other weaknesses and poisons. That That is just a fraction of Shaggy's power. So... When we get into this fantasy booking, I want you to keep in mind that Shaggy is an incredibly strong being who's experienced the avenues of professional wrestling before, having helped carry Scooby-Doo to a WWE Championship victory, a man who also successfully took part in a wacky, wake, wacky racist style race with professional wrestlers. Shaggy is a mystery, he uses strength, and he has been able to go across the mortal plane. So, please keep in mind that no matter how much Shaglosophy you take in, or Shaglijin, there's nothing that can really prepare you for what Shaggy can do, or what he can really show. He can do all of the moves at once within 0.5 seconds. He can perform any entrance within five seconds and have time to go get himself a pack of Scooby Snacks. Shaggy is a powerful being. So let's not kid ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, as we head into this fantasy booking of Shaggy, as in this episode, we find out what Shaggy can really do when the pressure is really on. Joinks! So our story begins at the good old place, that is the Dub Dub E, where Scooby and Shaggy, after spending several years on hiatus from visiting wrestling shows, finally go to see a live WWE event. We basically see that it's actually a taping of Raw, where Scooby and Shaggy, of course, being the celebrities that they are, end up sitting front row because, you know, WWE love their little cheeky publicity. During this, we see during the match that the cameras are cut over to Scooby and Shaggy in the front row where Byron Saxon puts over that Scooby-Doo is a former WWE Champion. During this period, you know, we get to also put over the fact that Shaggy is there supporting his friend Scoob. We get maybe a little cheeky Scooby-Doo chant, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo. And as this happens, of course, we get the return of Triple H coming in to cut a in-ring promo. We don't necessarily know what, but he's just coming out there, noticeably quite upset, maybe from the production trucks, you know, editing. Maybe he wants to go out and blame Kevin Dunn. You don't know. And he basically says, in my career, I've slayed Hollywood stars, legends, icons. But there is one problem I've never been able to solve. And it was the work of a group of meddling kids and their stupid dog. And, the, and he looks over as the camera pans over to Scooby and Shaggy. He says, I never liked you, Scooby-Doo. You and your stoner friend over here do everything against the book. You invade property like degenerates. You accuse working men as villains with half-baked excuses. You're not even real detectives. You're felons. And as long as I'm breathing, neither of you will ever step foot in another WWE event again. Triple H clicks his fingers and immediately security come to swarm Shaggy and Scooby. Shaggy, you know, holding in his deep, dark chat energy, realizes that these people could easily maul Scooby-Doo. And as he takes in a huge bite of Scooby Snacks, obliges to the request, which Scooby-Doo seems a little reluctant. Because remember, he did win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. So, during this, 
we basically sh see Shaggy and Scooby go over the guardrail and head to the outside of the ring. The crowd boos as guards block the fans from ringside attempting to grab the security and free Shaggy and Scooby from this situation. This leads to one guard inadvertently knocking his hand over to Scooby-Doo who in a fight or flight reaction bites the guard in the finger in which Shaggy shouts SCOOB! <laughs> This is the story we're telling, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Why would Scooby attack, you may ask? Well, if in canon, Scooby has been a former WWE Champion, he was likely forced to vacate it because, you know, he wasn't there to have live events. Scooby is, of course, got a little bit upset there, you know, because he still recognized the WWE Champion. Both him and Shaggy canonically trained by AJ Lee. Remember that? That's a whole other weird section of this story. So, during this, they, of course, get separated. Triple H barks orders the security to separate the pair, eventually leading to Shaggy being thrown out of the building, of course, remember. As we've suggested and hypothesized from various teachings of Shaglosophy, that he eats various bits of Scooby Snacks to repress his ultra instinct powers, so he can't handle the security guards in his wake, unfortunately. And of course, leading to Scooby being taken into the clutches of Triple H. The next week, Triple H addresses the crowd. He attempts to justify his acts as self-defense to ensure the future of the WWE. He signals to security to bring out Scooby-Doo, now trapped inside a kennel, where he says that his business is not over until someone apologizes for threatening the sanctity of professional wrestling. So, to do so, Triple H offers Shaggy a chance to join the WWE, to take revenge on the actions that he had done to him and the McMahon-Helmsley era. Keep in mind, as we've already stated, Shaggy and his various Shaglosophy and Shag training led him to being trained by everyone's favorite female wrestler, AJ Lee, at that point in time. So, just like during this, we see in a very simple thing, Triple H offers Shaggy a free month deal. Because while Shaggy is banned currently from WWE, this is his only real gateway in. We don't want Ultra Instinct Shaggy to, de to de destroy the entire arena with just a simple blink of his eyeballs alone. So from this point, we cut to, thanks to WWE cameras seeming to know where everything flipping is. Maybe he took some tips from the anonymous Raw General Manager. We will never know. But we go back to the live camera footage from local WWE personnel seeing the mystery machine parked outside the WWE arena. So with this, we see that Shaggy reluctantly accepts. After seeing all the things in social media, all the support, saying that WWE is now going against his old WWF conspiracies and all the memes built around it. Shaggy reluctantly accepts saying, like, uh, I never wanted to do this again, <laughs> but <laughs> the game has played his cards. I, I don't know what this accent is. He has taken my best friend. He's treating him like a mutt. Like a uh, Triple H. Like you may be tall and strong, but uh, you haven't got a ghost before. <laughs> you want to play this game? Fine, I will. I, I'm not doing that voice again, Jesus. <laughs> Shaggy looks to the camera crew and asks, can we cut it here? He's actually not gonna want to drag me to wrestle, is he? Shaggy, still kind of in denial about this, knowing that he might eventually have to release his Ultra Instinct powers, and is quickly dragged by security to the local WWE episode of Raw. From this point, Shaggy is now an active competitor on the WWE roster. So, from this point, we get to see in the build-up to WrestleMania. Yes, this is a Mania build, brother, brother. We see that Shaggy is forced to face various other local enhancement talents. And I'm going to improv the names as, uh, Baggy Trousers. Uh, Cockerel Keen. 
Um, Nathan Noob. Yes, those are the people that Shaggy faces, and he loses to them constantly in this multiple week loops of traveling and trying to deal with the active WWE schedule of flights, media tours, podcasts, interviews, which of course we know our Lord and Savior Shaggy can certainly do, but with the current need to make sure that nobody gets hurt and keep into the compliances of the WWE universe, Shaggy just keeps pushing on and struggling. From this point, we are at the build to WrestleMania. It's Shaggy versus Triple H in two weeks time in a no holds barred match. And so much so that in the last final weeks of build, Triple H cuts a scathing promo on Shaggy backstage with Scooby-Doo in a cage saying, this is all, this is all you've got. A fifth of Mystery Incorporated, you couldn't even beat Bingo Hole Bozos? You... I could ask anyone of your prepubescent idiots to challenge you. To challenge me, even. Do you know why I chose you? I see potential in you, Shaggy. The WWE Universe is a marketing juggernaut. We've seen the memes, Shaggy. You don't think we've seen the videos? You taking on 20 guys at once? Where is that Shaggy? Where is the man bigger and strong enough to face the king of kings? The face of the WWE Universe, the ruler of the universe. Triple H grabs Scooby-Doo from out of his cage and he shouts to Scooby, where is that Shaggy? and he quickly punches Scooby in the face and puts him back in his kennel. Also finally threatening to hit him with a sledgehammer. And some of you might be asking at this point, Connor, Triple H would never do this. Triple H is a upstanding heel character. In what world would Triple H do such a dastardly thing than harken back to the damages of Peter? This is a PG rated product, Connor. And yes, you're indeed right, but keep in mind this is the same Triple H character who, in his storied career, has had experiences with false marriages, necrophilia, uh, invading people's houses, vandalism, and various other crimes that have also involved him being arrested. The Triple H character is not a knight in shining armor of all things, he is a Corporate stooge with a lot of rust coming out of him because a lot of his stuff is quite shady. So with this, Shaggy quickly chases after Triple H, but they are quickly separated as Shaggy rushes to the back, still badly banged up, clutching onto his Scooby Snacks as all is forcefully left to a build to mania. We get in Shaggy's pit of despair. Him looking down, local interviewer, I'm assuming Charlie Caruso or Kayla Braxton, I don't know who interviews anymore, coming up to Shaggy and asking, what are you going to do at WrestleMania? We've seen you lose multiple times over the several months of build to WrestleMania. What are you going to do? How are you going to save Scooby-Doo? Shaggy, he doesn't say anything. And he just throws the Scooby snacks onto the ground and he looks away. Kayla hearing a huge surprising thump as Shaggy leaves the corridor, he she looks around. She wonders where on earth did that come from? And the camera slowly pans down to where the Scooby Snacks were. Finding that Shaggy has thrown the Scooby Snacks into the Earth's crust. He has created a hole in the universe. Through a simple light tap, Shaggy is no longer playing games. Shaggy is no longer going to face the authority. Shaggy in the build-up to the WrestleMania is looking to destroy the authority. And so we have made it to WrestleMania. 
Triple H comes out in a decked out graffitied mystery machine as of course he breaks out wearing a probably a ghost outfit of some kind. Imagine just all his really bad costume outfits that he's had over the years at WrestleMania like the Terminator one. But, you know, mix it with like a ghost or something. That That's Triple H's thing as he destroys the mystery machine which he drove into the arena with. Because you know he would. You know he would get the most big budget thing to make his entrance. That is Triple H's thing. He's ready for Shaggy. As Shaggy... Shaggy... Shaggy's entrance. He smashes through the top of the stadium. And he descends from the heavens, eventually landing into the center of the squared circle. Holy S-word, Shaggy is in the building as Scooby-Doo sits at a kennel at ringside, looking as confused and terrified as the rest of the WWE Universe. The bell rings as Triple H goes for a right hand, which Shaggy blocks with just a measly pinky finger. Triple H looks on angry and confused as Shaggy clicks his other remaining hand, sending shockwaves across the entire stadium, forcing Triple H to the ropes, breaking and collapsing the ropes, and leading him to tumble straight into the barricade where such force hits and lands on Triple H so much that it leads a dent in the barricade. And the shockwaves of said impact leads to several people in the front row receiving broken legs. That is the power of Ultra Instinct Shaggy. Triple H, of course, being such a protected and powerful professional wrestler, even in the world of kayfabe, simply gets to his feet. Still groggy and banged up by just a simple 0.001% power attack from Shaggy. Triple H, knowing that it's a no-rolls-barred match, <laughs> grabs a sledgehammer, of course, his pride and joy, and simply goes to swing it at Shaggy. Triple H lands it onto Shaggy, who absolutely no-sells it. Triple H goes for the swing once again, and it does not work. He tries again and again and again. And Shaggy simply smiles and says, Scooby Snacks won't work on me this time. And Shaggy, just like that, axe kicks Triple H and leads him to the floor. He asks the referee to count. One, two, three. And then he says, count to ten. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Shaggy wins. Very simple. Shaggy wins decisively. Scooby Doo looks on in horror, realizing that all of the Shaglosophies, all the Shagoglyphics, were true. Shaggy is a true descendant of God, Jesus himself. As Shaggy grabs the microphone, Scooby, looking at his newly powerful divine friend he begins to cut a promo like i said i can't hold it in anymore the world wrestling entertainment is corrupt with ghosts monsters so much so that even scooby stacks can't solve it the only mystery that can be solved here is taking those titles if I can't use more than 2% of my power, they don't deserve the belts! <laughs> this, wo this voice needs work. <laughs> but that is the end of part one. Ultra Instinct Shaggy has been revealed. He no longer wishes to hide his powers. And now, hoping to just get 2% of his power off, chases some of the most prestigious prizes in all of professional wrestling. So from this point on the very next episode of SmackDown, Shaggy comes in to the ring, descending from the heavens, breaking the top of the dome down to the center of the ring as he's done with his WrestleMania entrance. 
stating and declaring himself a participant in the 20-man battle royal in the main event of SmackDown tonight. The winner receiving a shot at the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Now, at this point, Shaggy says that he no longer needs the power of the Scoopy Snacks to contain his powers because he doesn't need to do it in the world of wrestling anymore. He doesn't need to do it because he's found that all he was doing was hiding his true self and all his fellow Shagalites who have been following him for decades, millenniums, and even beyond. So from this point, Shaggy throws away the Scooby Snacks that he's left in his pockets, throwing it to the people who either take its powers or leave it to crush them under the intense Chad-like energy that is Shaggy in Ultra Instinct. So from this point, Shaggy in the main event, as we cut straight to there, enters first as all the other wrestlers enter in. They all crowd round Shaggy, all thinking that he is indeed the biggest target. And so they all rush over to Shaggy as the bell rings, all dogpiling over Shaggy as he simply raises his pinky finger, resulting in such a strong, overwhelming pressure that just like the Scooby Snacks that kept him in and like how he threw it all to the audience, he watched as every single opponent big, small, and otherwise harmless, all fell outside the ring, all severely damaged from the attack by Shaggy. Shaggy officially becomes the number one contender for Roman Reigns' Universal Championship. This point, Scooby looks on from the crowds, constantly trying to visit Shaggy, who's been going off on his own, concerned about what Shaggy has become. Of course, at this point, Triple H convinces Roman Reigns, now that he is now the Tribal Chief, that he has to do this now. He's one of the only saviors who can stop this madman Shaggy, because if he couldn't do it with his powers to bury and otherwise dethrone various other young up-and-coming talent, then it's up to the Tribal Chief himself, the strongest man in all of WWE. So we cut to next week. Shaggy cuts a promising Zoinks! Looks like the tribal chief is about to go extinct! <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> Scooby Stacks won't save you this time, big dog! As Roman Reigns and Shaggy square off for the Universal Championship on a main event episode of SmackDown, Roman Reigns goes for a Superman punch that hits Shaggy. Shaggy sells it. Roman goes for another one, and another one, and another one. Superman punch, Superman punch, because keep in mind, we all have to assume in kayfabe that when you hit a Superman punch, you're eliciting the same strength and power as Superman. So of course it does hit and affect Shaggy to an extent, because Shaggy has the powers equivalent to and exceeding that of Superman. He's trained his entire life facing Superman. So of course, he gets hit by it, and he sells it just a little bit before Roman goes for a spear. Ooh, ah, as many people say, as Roman goes for it, he hits it, he hits the contact as Shaggy grabs Roman Reigns, diffusing all momentum, almost freezing the time and space between the pair, as he says, Zoinks! This is only 2%! Shaggy immediately starts floating in the air, grabbing Roman as well, as he begins to lift him, putting him in a very precarious situation as the crowd watches on. As Shaggy, as he begins to descend to the ground, with Roman Reigns cradled beside his legs, Delivering a pile driver to Roman Reigns. Ooh, ah, oh no. Such momentum collapsing and destroying the ring. One, two, three. The referee in protected plated armor provided by Shaggy himself counts the three. Shaggy becomes your universal champion in less than two minutes. 
with this sudden attack and near death-defying stunt pulled, the Usos come out. The Usos, believing in such a dangerous move, shouldn't have been invoked onto their cousin and tribal chief Roman Reigns seek revenge for the tribal chief. So much so they demand a handicap match right now that Triple H gladly approves, where they put up the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The bell rings as Jey Uso goes for a strike on Shaggy who quickly with his death-defying speed grabs Jimmy Uso and uses him as a punching bag as Jey continues to attempt to attack Shaggy as he blocks it with Jimmy Uso again and again and again and again till Shaggy flies from the top rope floating in the air and crashes down with Jimmy Uso onto Jey Uso, putting him and eventually with his pure speed and power grabbing Roman Reigns for the one, two, three as Shaggy stacks all three of them on top of each other to secure the SmackDown tag team titles as well. He is now already a double champion. Shaggy is now the new face of SmackDown. So with this, of course, Scooby watches on and attempts to still speak to the Shaggy that he knows. He offers Shaggy a Scooby snack, which Shaggy simply waves off, throwing the Scooby snack, hitting the top of the ring ramp and destroying some of the pyrotechnics in the process, leading to next week. From this point, we start to see Shaggy's body morph, not from the classic What's New Scooby-Doo era, we're talking slowly begin to morph his body is slowly becoming more acclimated to the current shaggy form in ultra instinct he starts to build on muscle shaggy starts to resemble everybody's favorite shaggy buff shaggy from scooby 2 2's mystery incorporated shaggy becomes a true and powerful godlike being as he should always be so if this Shaggy begins to face Shinsuke Nakamura as the Bloodline attempt to also reclaim the tag team titles. Triple H want to throw every stack against. Shaggy puts it in a four on one match. Shaggy versus Nakamura and the Bloodline. If Shaggy wins, he gets the IC title. Of course, at this point, Nakamura goes for a King Shasa and just like that, Shaggy, not wanting to waste any time, takes out all of the bloodline, hitting a Superman punch to mock Roman Reigns, showing how it's done. And then, quickly pinning Nakamura for the 1-2-3, Shaggy becomes your Intercontinental Champion, a holder of all the main titles on SmackDown. It's during this as Shaggy upholds the IC title, upholds the Universal and Tag Team titles, Shaggy spots Virgil in the crowd, currently running away from insert 24-7 title contenders here. As Virgil flips around, acrobats, goes around all over the place, across the commentary desk, through the stage, through the crowd, till he eventually jumps and springs over to the top of the ring where Shaggy grabs him from midair, simply stating that You just gotta jump a little higher, pal! <laughs> and slams him down, winning the 24-7 title. Now giving him all the leeway that Shaggy wants to head back to Monday Night Raw to continue his conquest of all of WWE. And with this, Scooby and the rest of the crew watch on from the ring ramp, having stayed backstage after hearing all the pleas and warnings from WWE authority figures. They now have a real mystery on their hands. In the background of Shaggy's rise to prominence, we have the Mystery Machine in various backstage segments as Shaggy makes his impending debut or return to Raw, where basically they devise that all they need to do to get Shaggy to return to his senses is to give him a fresh or multiple high value quantities of Scooby snacks to get him to repress his ultra instinct powers. They try and devise who could be the next best option to do this. 
they quickly advise all the wrestlers backstage who are champions that if you're in any close proximity to Shaggy, under every circumstance, attempt to give him a Scooby Snack to lower his power level. This first starts out with Damian Priest. Damian Priest versus Shaggy for the United States Championship because let's be honest here, Shaggy has so much power, he can pretty much just will anything into existence at this point. Damian Priest gets in a couple of like big roundhouse kicks that he manages to get in just a couple of Scooby Snacks into Shaggy, but with the amount of time it takes to Shaggy, it only weakens him for a brief point, allowing Damien Priest to hit his finish, which I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, it, it looks like the crossroads, so I'm just gonna say the crossroads, which Shaggy, in that uncompromising position, counters via a Pele kick to the head, which hits Damien Priest all around the world, because the world is round. He goes all around, eventually coming back to the arena, where Shaggy punches him right in the face in the center of the ring. One, two, three, Shaggy wins the United States Championship. And of course, why would Shaggy be so vicious to him and not to Roman Reigns? Very simple, he gave him a Scooby Snack and he dare called himself a priest against the sanctity of a god. That is why Shaggy was so vicious here. We move on from that. We move on to next week it is Shaggy versus RK Bro, and in this, whilst it looks like Riddle was trying to coax his way in saying, hey there, Randy, hey Randy, if we just give him a Scooby Snack, we might get a chance to win all the belts, Randy, can you win Randy? Randy on RKO's Riddle, because the turn is coming, leading to Shaggy to simply get a simple cover on him. One, two, three. Shaggy proclaims the Raw Tag Team titles, unifying the Tag Team title belts, which should honestly happen. Fight me. With that, Shaggy nearly has all the belts, all of the male titles that he can obtain in the WWE. We're not counting NXT in this story. Leading to one final opponent. You know him, you love him, it's Big E. Big E comes out, cloaked with his WWE Championship, holding it up to Shaggy, and he says, I've seen the people you've beaten before. Tribal chiefs, priests, formidable tag teams. But you forget, that whilst you've beaten all of these mortal men, I have my brothers beside me as the New Day come out. Now being brought onto this thing because Shaggy is such a dangerous threat that any sense of rule and regulation is out the window. They are here to help and support Big E. One of, if not the greatest faction in all of professional wrestling. A team that in their own represented singles runs have captured significant single success as a unit, captured multiple tag team titles and one reign being the longest in the company's history, find themselves at war with a god. The biggest challenge of their careers. And with it, they build to a certain pay-per-view, but before they can have their match, Scooby comes out. He grabs out a pair of Scooby Snacks, he throws it to the ground as we see a bright, simple aura emanate from Scooby-Doo as he attempts to go Ultra Instinct and unfortunately does not work but the sentiment is made clear that if Shaggy fails, the whole world will be against him. His friends, his family, and all of the professional wrestling world. So, in the build up to Shaggy's biggest match of his career, he confronts Scooby-Doo. Scooby begs him one final time to come back to them, come back, be his best friend again, and join Mystery Incorporated. Shaggy, being a god that he is, simply says to Scooby, Oh, I'm sorry, Scoob. I've got greater things to do. 
No Scooby snack will get in the way of destiny. That's it. I could not think of how to do it in the extra committed voice. <laughs> Leading to the biggest match of Shaggy's career. Shaggy versus the New Day. And in tow, the entire WWE roster. Shaggy must go beyond. He must go plus ultra, some would speak. He must go to 10% of his power. As the entire WWE roster lumberjacks around Big E versus Shaggy, we see Shaggy for the first time show a degree of weakness, having seen his best friend leave his side, and the rest of the WWE universe and the crowd himself chucking Scooby Snacks at Shaggy, forcing him to eat some of them as he goes at lightning speed to take out Big E, finds himself getting a little bit weaker and weaker, resulting in Big E getting some offense in as the New Day, King Woods rallying the people, Sir Kofi bringing on more and more people to bring on the cause. We start to see a little bit more hope spots, a big splash, a spear into the WWE universe by Big E all leading to the final part where of course shaggy looking like he is on the ropes looks over to scooby-doo saying i'm sorry scooby please i'll go back of course scooby believing it accepts it and asks all of the WWE roster to stop throwing all of these scooby snacks leading to the most devastating heel turn in all of professional wrestling. Shaggy says, Zoinks, fooled you. Where of course Shaggy quickly gets up, hitting all of Biggie's big moves, a spear through the ring ropes. Big ending after big ending after big ending, culminating in a trouble in paradise kick that leads Biggie propelling across to the moon and stars his big chest emanating from the moon. Where of course Shaggy, seeing that Biggie is unable to compete, the referee has no choice but to award Shaggy the WWE Championship and otherwise worldwide control of the WWE. From this point Shaggy's aura begins to grow more brightly it begins to flow through the entire WWE arena. Hashagi now moves on to greater pastures. He's ascended the WWE universe. He's ready to take on the entire galaxy of professional wrestling. As from this point, the end of our story, Shaggy goes on away from Mystery Incorporated, unable to hide his true potential and power capturing everything from all elite wrestling, taking on best bout machines, self-proclaimed gods of pro wrestling, taking on Spanish gods of professional wrestling, winning every single title, going all the way to the land of the rising sun, taking on dragons, rainmakers, ingobernables, various other figures, even aces of all professional wrestling and forcing many companies that claim to have an impact to be dulled by his power. So much so that Shaggy stands at the top of space and time. Every title, every championship in existence. Shaggy looks at it. He thinks back to the time with the Mystery Machine and the gang. He thinks back to the time where he was so generous in forgiving. And he asked, would I change anything? Would he change these actions? And he simply says, Zoinks! Looks like I'll need a few more Scooby Snacks. And with it, Shaggy snaps his fingers. The world flushes from a big bang. And the world resets. Back to the Monday Night Raw from where this story began. Back from where the Triple H promo simply sat. And Shaggy, reassuring that he is indeed the most dominant force in pro wrestling, 
simply obliges. And he and Scooby quietly return to the gang and the mystery machine, where we all ask in this alternate reality, what's new, Scooby-Doo? And that's how I would book Shaggy on this Halloween night. So with that, my immortal contract with Shaggy has officially ended. What did you guys think of Shaggy's booking? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it kind of eh? I don't really know. I was just doing this in all the immortal words of Shaggy because otherwise he probably could have killed me at the beginning of this show. So with that, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Wrestling With Fiction. Uh, I'm sorry it came out late because of health, but hey... I, I hope it still turned out good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should be back to 100% by the end of the next week, so nothing will really change for the next week's upload. It'll be back on Saturdays. I'm just going to put that there now. Uh, extra couple things. Uh, if you're a frequent listener to this podcast and you have got this far, you've listened to me ramble about Shaggy, maybe this is a, a good time if you like this, you want to go back to old episodes, to maybe hit subscribe, maybe even... Leave a review on your favorite podcast app. That would be incredible. <laughs> I mean, incredible. You know, I heard like a while back that to market yourself, you need to say the thing like seven times, something like that. I don't know if it works or not, but if you guys end up subscribing to the Wrestling With Fiction podcast on your favorite podcast app or even leaving a review for Wrestling With Fiction, insert your podcast app here. Or even just sharing it with your friends and your friendliest friends. It, it helps me out a bunch. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a huge podcast. So, like, any support or love for stuff. Like, say, hey, I really enjoyed this episode. That'd be great. I'd love that. I'd love, I'd love to hear, like, when people, like, enjoy an episode that I do. Because it feels rare. It feels rare for me to hear it. I get it. I get it once in a while where it's, like, times where I'm just, like, Talking to people, it's like, oh yeah, I I enjoyed this episode. It's like, oh, that's that's so lovely. Don't don't be afraid to do that. You you can, you can you can do it on Twitter at Connor the Cooper, or you can do it on Instagram at Wrestling with Fiction. If you want, you can even mention it on TikTok at Wrestling with Fiction. I'm goddamn everywhere. <laughs> but with that, I'm gonna re-emphasize this. Thank you all so much for listening to this very special episode of Wrestling with Fiction. I hope all of you have a lovely day, and remember everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody. <laughs>